Yes. So um, this actually just happened last week. In Augusta, Maine, Maine Democratic Governor Janet Mills signed into law a bill that partially partially decriminalizes prostitution, with supporters saying the measure protects the most vulnerable while still targeting those who exploit them. The bill, which was sponsored by Representative Lois Record, Democrat from South Portland, eliminates the crime of engaging in prostitution. It also elevates the crime of soliciting a child for commercial sexual exploitation, lifting the crime from a misdemeanor to a felony with a maximum punishment of five years in state prison. Reckitt, the longtime director of Family Crisis Services in Portland and an advocate for women suffering from domestic abuse, said the bill will help people pushed into trafficking uh, by de- pushed into sex trafficking by desperate circumstances. Uh, Reckitt joined Mills for the bill signing ceremony two years after after the governor vetoed a similar bill. Quote from Reckitt, we are long overdue to better protect and decriminalize sellers engaged in prostitution without legalizing pimping and sex buying. The majority of those sold into prostitution come from marginalized communities and experience long-term trauma, the bill's, uh, pr- the proposal's supporters said. Lauren Hirsch, the national director of World Without Exploitation, said that Maine is leading the way in ending criminalization of survivors while holding perpetrators accountable for the devastating harm they cause. Uh, there's a quote, this legislation is firmly rooted in anti-trafficking and acknowledges that arresting and revictimizing people for their own exploitation is not the solution. Rather, holding the exploiters and abusers accountable is the answer. So that is, uh, what all the press releases say. Um, what this essentially is, is a Nordic model bill, which means that most of what they're selling is not going to happen in practice. We've seen the Nordic model in practice in various parts, um, of not only, uh, you know, parts of the United States, but also across the world. Um, It never quite works out as nicely as uh, we're told it's going to. And, you know, just a couple red flags as you're reading articles like this. I feel like it's always important to really um, have that sort of media literacy and really look at what you're... um, you know, reading and how it's framed, right? So we have a quote from the lawmaker who proposed the bill saying, we are long overdue to better protect and decriminalize sellers engaged in prostitution. But then also note that um, they also say that women who are in the sex trade industry are sex trafficked, right? So there's already a conflation of sex work and sex trafficking, not a particularly helpful distinction um, being made there. Mm -hmm. Well, with, with sex trafficking, that's what helps with sex buying yes yes and so um already so there's a conflation of uh sex work and sex trafficking they also note in here that um people who have been who have engaged in sex work shouldn't be arrested and that's fantastic but this still doesn't um really get into the sort of i don't say the brass tacks do people still say get down to the brass tacks of things i don't don't know but to you know really get down to the bones of it and the details of it of course we don't want people who have engaged in sex work to be arrested but also note that this is only for prostitution related charges the way that the bill is written or at least that's the way it's being reported on how the bill is written so hypothetically for something like if you are a sex worker and your roommate is also a sex worker, you both can still be charged with pimping each other. Um, you can still be charged with living off the proceeds of prostitution if you're renting out a workspace or a living space to a sex worker, right? And of course, we don't want someone who is um, in a trafficking situation to 
be at risk, right? We don't want actual trafficking to happen. However, two people who happen to be roommates and they both do sex work, that's not exactly a trafficking situation um, on the face of it, but it sounds like that type of behavior would still be criminalized under this bill, that sort of thing. Um, Even if you have been trafficked, even though you can't be arrested for prostitution-related charges, you can still be charged with things like obstruction of justice, which which police have arrested sex workers for, as well as as trafficked persons for, uh, to try to get them to uh, essentially coerce them to testify against their traffickers or anyone uh, who was involved um, in trafficking or, you know, prostitution-related incidents, right? Like, I'm trying so hard to separate the sex work and trafficking, but they come together so often in these type of situations. Whether you're a victim of trafficking or whether you're just engaging in sex work, um, a lot of times these bills will impact you in very similar ways regardless of uh, how you ended up in the sex trades. So, you know, these are the sort of things that we really do need to think about when we have these sort of Nordic model bills. Like, it's great that you can't be arrested for prostitution, but are police still going to be doing stings? Like, we see stings happen all the time. They're called human trafficking stings or sex trafficking stings. And even though the sex workers can't be arrested now, they can still catch um, related charges, right? So, like, drug possession charges, charges for loitering, right? I've seen that in Chicago where you won't get arrested for a prostitution charge. You'll get arrested for loitering, right? And be fined for that. Um and again, like the sex workers who live together, sex workers who, quote unquote, live off the proceeds proceeds of each other's work, that sort of thing. If you're running a screening service to screen, um, are you still uh, at risk of having charges? Like, so, you know, when I see this bill that just says something very broadly that we're going to decriminalize um, people in the sex trade or that you can no longer be arrested, arrested for prostitution charges, I still have a lot of questions. And I don't think that anyone's really going to answer them because the goal it doesn't really seem to be helping people who are in the sex work industry get out, right? Because if you're still criminalizing clients, you're still essentially making it dangerous to be a sex worker. You're still leaving sex workers uh, vulnerable to exploitation and abuse at the hands of clients. You're still uh, essentially making it harder for clients and by extension that makes it harder for sex workers, right? So, I mean, if you think about this in terms of if you worked in another job, right? So if you were, um, what, like a barista, and it was illegal to come to your store and have you, you know, have you make coffee for someone. Are you going to have more clients to choose from or fewer clients to choose from? How does that affect your tips at the end of the day? How, how long will a business be uh, able to stay open if it's illegal to be a patron of that business, right? So we also need to consider those sort of implications as well. Fewer clients may result in sex workers um, feeling that they don't have as many people that they can turn away, so they might take more risks or engage in specific activities that uh, would normal, normally uh, they wouldn't do because that's a violation of their boundaries. So that sort of thing comes into play as well. So I know I feel like we've had this conversation so many times, right, when we talk about the Nordic model, but it's always someone's first time really hearing about it and critically examining it. So I just wanted to lay down a couple concerns that I have anytime I see anything that is um, Nordic model based, right? You're still at risk of police surveillance because your criminal or your clients are still criminalized. So you're still around criminals. So you're still at risk of police violence. Um, and of course, more police interactions increases the odds that police are going to be violent towards you or increase the odds that you're going to catch a charge for something, right? Like I said, like the drug charges, right? Um, 
you're still at risk of having your children taken away from you from child services, even if you do sex work, even if you aren't can't be arrested for prostitution anymore. It's still definitely something that's frowned on, so you're still at risk of losing your kids. Um, you're still at risk of losing your support system. Like I said, your screeners, people who maybe live with you, roommates, people that you share workspaces with, everyone puts in on a workspace. Those type of acts are still criminalized under policies like this. So, you know, really... Um, critically examine what it means when they say that you won't be arrested for prostitution charges under a model like this, because strictly speaking, prostitution charges are not the only charges that are um, tied to this sort of legislation. And of course, as always, the biggest red flag while reading this very simple article off AP is that there was an uh, absolute conflation of um, sex work and sex trafficking, and that doesn't help anyone, you know. We definitely want to separate those things out. And when you view all sex work as sex trafficking, it leads to this sort of policy that um, may be rooted in good intentions, but is incredibly difficult to implement in a way that helps both trafficked people as well as sex workers, because it's sort of broad brushing everybody into a category without um, individually assessing the needs that certain people have, depending on how and when they got into the sex trades themselves. So, all right, that is that. This is this. Stuff is stuff. Yes? It is. It is. All right. And you have... Oh, you have um, <clears throat> the story out of South Africa. Yes, I do. Um, and this is one that, one, I just want to bring... I want to cover this, uh, of course, all the trigger warnings um, about rape, murder of sex workers. But I wanted to cover this story, one, because I think the story needs more attention um, in general, and two, because I have been doing research and I have had a really difficult time finding the names of the sex workers who were victims in this story. And as you all know, we do the December 17th list every year. Um, I would like, if possible, to get the names of the sex workers who were murdered in this story onto that list um, because they deserve to be there and deserve to be remembered by by the sex work community. So that said, this is coming out of South Africa. Um, there is a man, I am going to attempt to pronounce the names as best I can, uh, Saficio Makwanazi, uh, who has been accused of being a serial killer and has been accused of murdering six Johannesburg sex workers. Um, his charges have been upgraded and he's now also face facing additional rape charges. So um, he is an accused serial killer. He appeared in the Johannesburg Magistrates Court uh, last Tuesday morning where an additional rape charge was brought against him. He's 21 years old. Also, I'm not going to lie, there's something like very chilling about having already murdered six people at 21 years old. Like there's something, I don't know. Um, serial killers are always, uh, you know, creepy and terrifying, but this young and having already murdered six different sex workers is very bothersome to me. Um, so Makwanazi, who is a 21 year old individual had been previously arrested in the connection with the horrifying discovery of six bodies of sex workers, including one who was pregnant, found at his father's work workshop back in October of 2022. But during uh, these court proceedings, the prosecution revealed that they have new information related to a separate incident. Uh, so I don't know if that means they've found another body or what exactly um the directive from the director of public prosecutions in the south has prompted them to pursue the matter under the sexual offenses act which alleged allegedly occurred prior to the events surrounding the six victims 
Um, now that makes me suspect, right? They say a lot of serial killers um, sort of keep ramping up their activities. I mean, maybe he was sexually assaulting sex workers before he started murdering them. I'm not sure. Going to try to follow this and, you know, figure it out. Um, the prosecutors announced that they will study the rape docket and potentially merge it with the ongoing murder case against him. Although the state has initially charged McQuanazi with the murder of only one of the women, reliable sources have indicated that he has been positively linked to all six bodies, further intensifying the gravity of charges against him and effectively making him South Africa's latest serial killer. Uh, the court decided to postpone the proceedings to the following month, allowing the prosecution more time to thoroughly examine the new evidence and build a comprehensive case against the accused. As investigations continue, the victim's families and community at large are anxiously awaiting justice to be served. So, yeah, we are um, definitely going to follow this one, but if anyone has more details, if you know the names of the sex workers who were murdered, if you have more details about the case in general. I've looked up multiple uh, sources. I've looked up uh, on Swisher Post. I've worked, looked on EWN, um, on SNL24, like a bunch of South African outlets. And so far, they all seem to be saying the same thing. Essentially, what I just read, I haven't found additional details um, but if anyone has more information, please feel free to send that over and especially the names of the victims. Cause I really would love to get them on the December 17th list. So wanted to cover this. I know it's bleak and just awful. I know, but, um, these stories do need to be told because we do need to respect the legacy of sex workers. So, and this is also really when we say stigma kills, this is the sort of thing that we're talking about, you know? Um, if sex workers didn't have to constantly hide in the shadows, uh, I truly believe that there would be fewer situations like this. So, um, yeah, definitely just wanted to cover it. And if anyone has more information, please send it on over. Okay. Yeah. Okay, folks. Uh, that is Swapcast. Morning Swapcast. Morning Swapcast. Can't really do that every time. Household's a little wacky. <laughs> it is. Right, shave things down a bit, but right now, Phoenix Kaliter is the competent driver. It is 3 in the a.m. I'm about to get dropped off at work because I'm not a competent driver. Very bad. <laughs> Freak out at everything. Will stop in the middle of the road because uncomfortable with driving right now. All right, so uh, there's not going to be a regular every morning morning swap cast. But if possible, Thursdays are most likely. Yep. All right. Oh, also, can I do one more real quick thing? Yeah. 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 Um, so have you heard of, uh, what the fuck is this shit called? Threads? Uh, nope. Okay. So Threads is the new um, attempt to replace Twitter. It's coming from Meta. So from Zuckerberg and Facebook and Instagram. They now have a thing called Threads, which is supposed to be their Twitter competitor app. Um. Now, as you know, if you've followed sex workers for any amount of time, uh, there have been issues with sex workers having their content banned on both Facebook and Instagram. So, of course, the first thing that happened as soon as, um, you know, threads launched was, are sex workers allowed on this platform? And if so, in what context? I am here to inform you that female nipples are not allowed on the platform. Just the female ones. That is, uh, 
Yeah. It's very Harrisonian. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to call that is Harrisonian. Harrisonian. Um, and anything else that is considered nudity will not be allowed on the platform. So, uh, yeah. Um, of course, this was brought up by pop tech journalist Taylor Lorenz. Um, and she was speaking to Instagram's Adam Mosseri, who is a close collaborator of Meta's owner, uh, Meta's owner. Ooh, a close collaborator with Zuckerberg. That sentence just weeds weird. I can't say it. Um, he conf- confirmed that all Instagram guidelines will also apply to the new Twitter like platform. Lorenz asked, can women post nipples on here? Mosseri replied, nope, same community guidelines as Instagram. We don't have any philosophical issues with nudity. We just can't verify age or consent, unfortunately, which makes it a safety issue. Also, I just want to point out, they said female nipples. By saying that it's a consent issue, what you're also suggesting to me is that boys don't ever get exploited? No. Ever? I'm I'm not really here for that sort of logic. Also, that's why they don't like to discuss consent, because those with female presenting nipples, as I remember in Sester Foster, yes. female presenting nipples, they can't consent. Right. That's why they need husbands as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Whatever age Matt Walsh and Chank Unger were pushing for, somewhere uh, between Like there. 15, 16, I think, is where they're at right now. Yeah. Well, that's because the video of Chank Unger saying 14 is missing. Well, you know. That's one thing I keep stressing. We got to find that link again to show that the link to the YouTube video does exist and is a dead link. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I wish I knew Roy more about that. Oh, wow. Bringing it back. Old school. Um, so, of course, you know, the same issue that we basically have with all these websites when it says that it allows sex workers but not nudity or not sexual content. The biggest problem, of course, is that once you've done sex work, people assume everything you do is sexual in nature, right? You know, I've brought up this example, like, dozens of times, but, you know, there has been, uh, like, images of sex workers, like, taking selfies, like, at a beach in a bikini or laying poolside that have been taken down for sexual content simply because that person was a sex worker, even though it's just them enjoying themselves on vacation, but because you sort of are branded with that scarlet letter A once you've done sex work. So anytime that someone says, you know, they're banning nudity or something that's explicitly sexual, it's sort of a red flag in terms of um, that being a safe place for sex workers, right? We've also seen, um, you know, for example, like celebrities who will post uh, tasteful nudes, right? Or um, nude pics while, our topless pics while pregnant, um, breastfeeding pics. And I don't have an issue with any of those. I'm just noting that if a sex worker were to post those sort of pictures, their content would be instantly taken down. When Kim Kardashian does it, apparently it's art. Um, And so that really is just yet another example of the sort of double standards that sex workers face. So um, Threads is available, but it does apparently seem to have the same rules as Instagram, which means probably not going to be a very sex worker friendly place. So that was just a little um, bit of an update there on what's going on. And I'd say it's like, and if you think about it internally, if you're like some new listener and you're like, what's this about? What? No, horrible. Maybe you have puritanical hangups about sex in and of itself. If you just apply it to other jobs, does it make sense? Yeah. Like when Snoop Doggy Man (laughs) was on the Instagram, the gram, they call it. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was just hanging out. You know, I guess people get on there and they just have a good time. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. 
music. <laughs> and he was rapping lyrics to another rapper's verse. Should he get a copyright strike for that? Mm. Right? <laughs> or was he just hip-hopping and having a good time, just like a, someone who's done sex work taking a selfie uh, poolside? Right? Like, should, should that happen? Or uh, if someone is a chef and they show themselves making something at home, should the restaurant be able to sue them for, like, stealing recipes or something and showing recipes to the public? Right. Eh. See, apply it to other jobs. Does it sound weird and stupid and over the top and And sounds like someone's deliberately trying to pull something? And that's why people get so upset with the phrase sex work is work. Because when you start uh, approaching it from um, labor practices and labor standards, right? Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't know about this. This changes everything. And it should change everything um, because we are trying to protect sex workers as workers and their labor rights. Um, And this sort of behavior really doesn't help. And also, I'm not going to lie, it really does add to the stigma of being a sex worker. Not only one, because everything you're doing is uh, deemed as sexual, which is really an unfair sort of thing, right? Because your career is not who you are when you work in another industry, You know, if you're an accountant, that's not the only thing you are. You're an accountant who can also be a parent or an avid scuba diver or, you know, someone who builds model trains or whatever. But when you're a sex worker, the only thing you're allowed to be is a sex worker. And that really does add to the stigmatization and dehumanizing of sex workers by only allowing them to be a sort of... um, flat imitation of a person, not allowing sex workers to be multifaceted. So, you know, also keep in mind that that is what these sort of policies do in terms of increasing whorephobia, in terms of increasing stigma against sex workers. And not only that, but as a result of having um, your social media taken down, that's also... um, tying into breaking down your ability to have a social support system, which, of course, we all need, especially in this economy. Um, But denying sex workers the ability to engage with other sex workers and be on social platforms where they can pass vital information, get advice from each other, pass around things like bad date lists to let people know when there's dangerous people in the area, that has very serious real-life consequences that can often end in violence, they can end in murder, they can end in sexual assault, they can end in robbery physical assaults. So we really, if you're serious about trying to keep sex sex workers as safe as possible and trafficked people as safe as possible, not allowing them to be on social platforms is not helping. So just think about that. Going underground has never made anyone safer in the history of the world. Okay. Right. And swapusa.org. Yes. I'll have a uh, donation link up. Uh, Go ahead and drop one so you can show the uh, leadership that this program is worth investing further into. But you, help by investing into it yourself. We'll continue to say words that are worth hearing.